0: Listen to the sounds of an audio train wreck. Wrote OV4
1: episode 10. It's a much more laid-back episode this month. Earl Andrich talk about Balticon, the Singularity, Indiana Jones, and Iron Man. Earl and Gage is a new burgh and what to do if you've been jesus
2: snapped. Hey, this is Major Victory Reminded you to be a winner, not a wiener. Are you an outcast? I am! <laughs> Victory out. Loto.
1: Podcasting with Siegfried Hans Earl Newman, Comedy. It's what we do. Enjoy.
3: Hello everybody, and indeed, this is Requiem of the Outcast. I know it's been a while since we've recorded.
0: This is part of our regular outro- intro now, isn't it? It's been a while since we've recorded.
3: Exactly. I'm basically just aping uh, Jimmy Pardo's. There you go. Hello, everybody, and indeed, this is never not funny. I am Jimmy Pardo, but I am not Jimmy Pardo. I, in fact, am podcasting's Rich Siegfried. And, you know, I have actually had another name added to my extremely long name, and I am hailed as the patron saint of GRD Radio. That's right, Geek Radio Daily, I think because I've done so much work for them.
0: You are the patron saint of GRD Radio? I am. (laughs) Explain something. They're atheists.
3: (laughs) Oh, see, that's just wrong. That's
0: a burn. But in a hell you don't believe in.
3: The other sultry tones you're hearing is from StrangerThing.TV's Earl Newton. Now, you, sir, right. have been known by many names, everything from StrangerThings.TV's to Africa's Favorite Son. Yes. But the thing is, is that you have a new name. I do. I believe, I believe it is Television's Earl Newton. Now, tell, tell the, the folks a little bit about that. <laughs>
0: I am now on television right now, naked. That's how I roll. (laughs) No, uh, Stranger Things, as of June 1st, 2008, went live via Illusion On Demand, and we are currently syndicated in about 25 million homes across America right now. Even as we're doing this, even as you're listening to this podcast, at whatever time you're listening, we're on television right now.
3: So, I mean, is is the entire network dedicated to you guys?
0: <laughs> yes. They just don't know it yet.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like what are the programming? What time do you come on? Are we talking like five in the AM?
0: It it's anything. Yeah, exactly right. We're we're right on right after that local AM morning show with where they stuck a video camera in the studio. No.
3: Um <laughs> it's one thirty two in the AM and you're listening to perspectives.
0: That's exactly right. <laughs> no, we're uh we're it's on demand. So basically it's when you demand it, it's there. It's on. So it's and it's not uh, it doesn't cost anything. It's free. So it's it's not pay-per-view. It's on demand. And basically, just whenever you want to watch it. You want to eat Cheetos and watch it at 3 in the morning? We don't judge. Do whatever you do, and uh, you can watch the show. So it's, it's totally 100% available. That's why I say, no matter what time you're listening to this show, someone somewhere right now is finding out how strange their world can be. So there you go.
3: I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. So, you know, actually talking about uh, when you released this huge information was, of course, during the singularity at the Balticon. Singularity. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about that because I know you had asked me to videotape the crowd reaction, which, of course, you know, the entire crowd went nuts.
0: Was a huge. It was huge. It was just. It was huge. In re- in response, just the whole audience was crazy. I mean, you imagine maybe four hundred people, three hundred fifty, four hundred people, just. Out of their seats, exploding applause. Uh, it. I honestly have no memory of that event any longer. It's just one big haze. I. It's imagined like how I. It's how I imagine the '60s might have been. Um,
3: Had you been alive? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Had I been alive and and freewheeling? So no, it was it was really fun though. It was really great. Uh, and everybody, it was just. It, I was telling Dave, my producer. Uh, you know, you just kind of get to be kings for a day, and everybody goes, oh, the singularity, you know, and then Monday you go back to, "Who? what, who are you, what? Where's J.C. Hutchins? <laughs> well, so. I,
3: you know, I guess the question is, I mean, now that you're, like, you know, syndicated in 25 million homes, you've got this, mm-hmm. this television deal that you have just, you know, risen above your homegrown podcasting roots. But, of course, Stranger Things will be still available via podcast forever. That's how you're going to do that. As long as I have control of it. The question is, if somebody – say if somebody wanted to take a picture with you, would you be, would you be like one of those douchebags that would just be like, no, you must remove – any kind of uh, reference to anybody else's project, but mine. Are you going to be that guy? No, I'm not
0: going to be that guy. Good. I still want to know who this is. <laughs> I, I got. I heard about this in uh, 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 on Indiana Jim's podcast. Someone out there is confiscating swag. You know who you are, swag confiscator. Stop it. You don't, don't be evil.
3: You big jerk.
0: You yes. So anyway, no. But um,
3: T really stop it.
0: No, it <laughs> <laughs> no, See, because he no, because he'd be like StrangerThings.TMorris.com. He would just, he would just change it at the last minute, and that's how T makes all good things work for him. I, I admire him in that way. He can, he can turn a negative into a positive. So he is so a spin master. <laughs>
3: I think you might be taking he actually some is. lessons. If you from go to any Huch. con
0: party, he's running the music. He is literally the spin master.
3: Well, of course, you know we all had to warn him not to break anything. At the party at Balticon when he was playing the 80s retro music. Um, apparently he wanted to remember his heyday.
0: <laughs> I, I, did miss, I, you know, I missed out on that party. I saw like five minutes and I had to go back to, to video effecting.
3: I don't really was, think you missed out on the party.
0: Did I miss out on the party? I missed out on T Spin Meistering. That would have been great.
3: Well, the problem was they weren't allowing alcohol in there. Oh, really? Yeah, and nothing. then at some point in time they had the beers and whatnot, but that, it took a long time for those beers to come out.
0: I missed nothing. I missed absolutely nothing.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But no, Balticon, good grief. You want to talk about a star-studded event. We had, let's hear, Indiana Jim, Christiana Ellis, Mer Lafferty, uh, Matt Wallace, J.C. Hutchins. Matt um, Wallace,
0: author of Latch Keepers, episode four. Ding!
3: Oh, exactly. That's right. That's That's right. right. Um, right. David Cantor, yourself. Uh, We had John Smarr. Oh, gosh. Susan Z. Biscuit. Nathan uh,
0: Lowell. uh, Bill DeSmet. I mean, they were everywhere. There mm -hmm. was just... It was it was you could not see the lights of the city for the stars that were out that night.
3: That's oh, all I'm saying. How poetic, sir.
0: That was beautiful. I'm proud of I'm, myself. I was a little,
3: I was a little, you know, you touch a brother's heart. That's that was beautiful. <laughs> but you know, no, I, it
0: was a lot of fun, man. I mean, it was and that was I was talking to um I don't know if I think I was talking to oh, I was talking to Toby Turner, uh the the guy who played the priest from mm-hmm. Sacred Cow. I was over we were we were grabbing dinner one night and I just said, "It is so much fun." to be me at this exact moment because i know so many people who are creating so many cool things hmm. and they all show it to me before it goes out to the real world so mm. i I'm, I'm like on the inside scoop for all these cool things that are coming and it is just it's just fun to get to see what other people are doing let alone make your own cool stuff too so it's yeah. it's delightful
3: matter of fact i uh, i snapped a picture on my phone um i looked across the table while i was working on the mr adventure script Yes. And uh, I saw...
0: You work on the Mr. Adventure script?
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We need to talk about your excellent performance as Dr. Zhao. (laughs) But I looked across the laptop screen and I saw huddled in a corner was J.C. Hutchins, Mer Lafferty, and Matt Wallace. And just something struck me about that. As I am attempting to write and I see those guys and I just immediately felt fuck i'm not gonna be as good as these guys <laughs>
0: that was gene tell them what it is the, the, wait, i'm gonna tell if you go on to uh rich's post i think it was in your live journal did you post it, it on was in my Roto's live one? journal
3: but i'm going to pdf it and drop it in the roto feed
0: okay cool there is this awesome photo if you've ever seen the sort of corporate inspirational pictures you know where they say you know achievement it's a job done by a team or whatever it is <laughs> um it was i just it just popped up in my little feed one day it's the most hilarious thing it's just what he said, Matt, JC, and Murr—they're all sitting there. And you, I mean, it obviously wasn't intentional, but just at the angle that he was at, uh, they're sort of have their their backs to him, and you can see JC's shirt. Um, mm-hmm. So promo all the way there, and he—and underneath all it says is intimidation, because was like you'll never be as good as they are ever. Was it?
3: Yeah, because you'll never be as good as them ever. Exactly. That is awesome. Which I I haven't checked the comments on that, but uh (laughs) I'm sure a lot of the folks are gonna be like, oh come on. You know, you know they're gonna be like, oh no, it's not that bad, and then everybody else is gonna be like yeah.
0: (laughs) Speaking of which, I think what we need to do, because nobody else is jumping on the bandwagon of this, Mm -hmm. we need to jump on the LOL Balticon.
3: Lol Balticon.
0: No one has done the Lol Balticon. Hmm. Like lolcast. <laughs>
3: just, just like that. Do the lolcast. Well, what well, you can do it via PDF. Well, that's what I mean though, but you just we just have to release it
0: in our feed and be like all the photos of everybody. Because hmm. there there are if you really look at all the photos from Balticon, there are a lot of great. Like I I know the one I want for me is when I'm up on stage and mm. I'm at the mic and it just says I can has distribution. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I tell you what, you do that, send it to me, and we'll see if uh, there are any other good ones, and we'll put them out there. Rock on! Although it'll probably end up more like the idea that the great idea that you had with the uh, the other kitties. What was the, the angry? <laughs> those live kitties? on.
0: Those those you can't translate those to audio. That's that's like kabuki theater. It only lives in the moment. True. That you can't you can't ever take that away.
3: <laughs> that is true. Which is sad because I think I even set up a site and was ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but well, then, you
0: know, they've and, got s- I mean, we should take a <laughs> look
3: at one day. I should really index all of the sites that I've created for upcoming ideas that seemed like really good. <laughs> my my favorite still is the Joe Episcopalian Church.
0: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> Lord. Well, so so that said, t- let's talk a little bit about uh, Mr. Adventure and where you've been taking it all over the place. Because I got to actually sit in on one, and I got to play Doctor Zhao, which was. I was nervous as hell. I'll tell you. I having you know, I was going to go do the whole singularity thing, and having done that, mm-hmm. okay, I got through with the singularity. Had to go up and do Doctor Zhao. I was more nervous about Doctor Zhao.
3: Well, dude, but that was the thing—you pulled it off amazingly well, and I was really proud. Um, you know, basically the the flow of structure that works for Mister Adventure scripts is that Davy writes a script, and I use that as a very as a structure for where the story is going to go. Mm-hmm. And then I tend to expound on that and rewrite certain segments and whatnot, kind of flavor up the text and whatnot and the dialogue and sure. whatnot. Maybe add, uh, attribute certain lines like away from me because Lord knows I've got enough lines playing all of the major, the you know, the core chunk with sure, Mr. Adventure, sure. Solomon Stone, the narrator, and Kid Adventure. So I like to distribute lines or if I have, uh, you know, especially at a con, I always like to have some of the bigger name stars that are there. To lend their voices, because hey, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, look at who we know. We know the the fucking uh, juggernauts of podcasting. Why not use them while they're there? And so I had actually expounded one of the characters, Jared's character, uh, Doctor Peter Richards, from like one line to twelve.
0: Oh, I <laughs> love that, by
3: the way. And that I was—he
0: did such a good job with that.
3: <clears throat> he always does. I mean, that is his character, much like Christiana Ellis is always Crimson Moth. Or, uh, Jared is always that character. Or, um, you know, J.C. Hutchins, if he's there, he always does the sound effects. But <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you haven't lived until you've seen J.C. Hutchins doing sound
0: effects. Explosion again.
3: <laughs> Big explosion. That's, that's his, that's his kind of his catchphrase, apparently. A fight breaks out. <laughs> <laughs> and then we end up being the ones to do the sound effects. He just stands there and, like, apparently is the director and says... <laughs> what sound effects we should be doing.
0: He's, he's almost like closed captioning for the <laughs> hearing.
3: Exactly. Exactly. Well, at least he's not like just yelling our dialogue even louder. <laughs> exactly but, right. <laughs> but, um,. But yeah, just the 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 way you delivered because there was especially one exchange that I was really proud of, um, dealing with who a quote should be accredited to, either Sir Arthur Conan Doyle or Sherlock Holmes. Obviously, mm-hmm. Sherlock Holmes being the fictional character that Sir Arthur Conan Doyle wrote, and they argue on back and forth, and you deliver the line. Do you remember what it was? Uh, if you are through with your nerd fight, and it for me it was one of the 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 few times where I heard people throughout the con saying those lines did they really oh, i miss all the fun stuff that's awesome but see you were the genesis of those um, no, i know but that's what i'm saying Like, delivery. i would have loved
0: to have heard somebody quoting that i would have been like yeah
3: <laughs> you had been like yeah that's me i improv that that's right. <laughs> you
0: know what you know what i got i got a blank page buddy i just threw in the lines when when god told me to <laughs> and you know what that is
3: a perfect segue actually speaking of god um because oh, we yeah. have such oh, a wonderful the- structure on the show
0: Yes, exactly.
3: Right. I did hear about this on the uh, Geeks On show available at geekson.com, a website called You've Been Left Behind.com. Yes. Okay, here's the front of the page. It says <laughs> Welcome to our website. You've Been Left Behind. You've Been Left Behind gives you one last opportunity to reach your lost family and friends for Christ. I'm not quite sure why they capitalized the four, but anyway. Imagine being in the presence of the Lord and hearing all of heaven rejoice over the salvation of your loved ones. It is our prayer that this site makes it happen. Aw, at least they're crediting <laughs> where credit is due. But here are some of the features. It's,
0: it's like Heaven 2.0. <laughs> and now it's got now using Ajax, it's, it's fantastic.
3: But I'm surprised they don't have a podcast. Maybe they can set it up as a podcast, and so that way you're automatically delivered to you.
0: Annual resubscription fees will drop proportionally. To the number of subscribers. So, so it's not just about Jesus. It, it's about money. And that's... <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's the And they're thing.
0: honest. That's so, that's so nice of them.
3: Exactly. But listen to some of the features they have. They've really thought of everything. Hit, it, hit it. it. They call it the document storage and rapture, in quotation marks, triggered email messaging system. Although that does worry me if they put the, the rapture in quotation marks. It's almost like they're, they don't really believe it themselves. They're just like the rapture, big eye roll. But here are some of the features. Store up to 250 megs of documents. Send up to... 250
0: megs? That's just basically like every email forward they've ever sent. Exactly. All in one big chunk.
3: (laughs) Send up to 62 individual email addresses. So apparently you're only allowed 62 friends to try to get into heaven. Well, Well, that's what it says in the Bible. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's one thing I love about the Jehovah's Witness Bible is that they actually have a set amount. I think it's 144,000 people right. that are going to get in. And I'm pretty sure since the Jehovah's Witnesses have been around for a while that that list is pretty much full. I, you'd figure that they would not be trying to recruit more people.
0: Or or trying to have more children.
3: What's the deal? <laughs> no, that's the Mormons. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, that's right. You can also have 150 megs encrypted document storage. So hopefully your loved ones have the... Um, <laughs>
0: That's that's encrypting it against the devil. <laughs> but he's like, come on, their password is God. Easy.
3: <laughs> or you can oh, or you can have a hundred megs of unencrypted document storage, so you can actually put the code inside one of the unencrypted ones. So
0: there you go. Or you know what it is? The unencrypted stuff is all come to Jesus. We're gonna save you. And then the encrypted stuff is like, Okay, here's all my porn. <laughs> I couldn't tell you about <laughs> I don't want Jesus to know, so I encrypted it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> two girls, one cup, exactly. Two, two girls, one chalice. <laughs> That's exactly one chalice. Two girls,
0: one savior. <laughs> you remember how that one group created that thing called if, uh, Every Time You Masturbate, God Kills a Kid?
3: Oh, yeah, com.
0: That's like the web 2.0 version of that. It would be like two girls, one savior. <laughs> it's just like the nastiest, most hardcore porn. And then at the end it goes, Jesus.
3: <laughs> as long as it's the little eating guy, the little brown... Who looking guy right. with the mouth and the, the And they're
0: eyes. having sex with the girls. <laughs> that's what it is. And they're doing all this kind of crazy shizer porn with them.
3: Oh good. Oh
0: oh that's not you
3: right. can. wait, hold on, let me finish the list. You can write your own documents or choose from some of ours.
0: Well that's <laughs> I like nice. the I, I like the one right above it. You can edit documents at any time. It's like oh I misspelled Jesus. <laughs> backwards. Backwards. Well, that's a, I spelled it Jesus. That's
3: a really untrue statement because, well, I would imagine after the rapture, you couldn't edit them.
0: <laughs> you can edit documents at any time. That see, that would be the perfect little add addition to that. Would <laughs> be you can edit documents at any time except until the end.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I would imagine they have Wi-Fi in heaven. <laughs> you know, here's the services overview, overview. <clears throat> because it come it builds up to the price. I love this.
0: Oh, does it? Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm rolling down. So, I can. okay.
3: We have set up a system to send documents by the email to the...
0: And the holy tubes.
3: <laughs> to the, by the email. That's great. To the addresses you provide. Consecrated
0: for this use.
3: Six days after the rapture of the church. This occurs when three of our five team members scattered around the U.S. fail to log in over a three-day period. I wonder if they have like those two keys, like in all the nuclear uh, segments in the movies, like for the nukes and stuff. Yeah. Um, let's hear another three days are given to fail safe any false triggering of the system. Wow. <laughs> what happens if that doesn't work? You know, and just somebody forgets to log in and.
0: No, I, I think what we're missing is the is the inherent sort of egotism of this statement that the five people that they picked ain't going to be there. <laughs> They're like, well, we're going. Of course we're
3: going. They keep doing it. Well, let's face it. If they miss the rapture, they're probably going to be like, fuck it. We probably better read these emails. There might be something that we need to know.
0: Well, it can't be the rapture. I'm still here. These people are just kidnapped. (laughs) They've been Jesus-napped is what they've been.
3: (laughs) Jesus-napped? That's what it is. The rapture <laughs> is really
0: just Jesus kidnapping everybody. And then he writes back to everybody. He's like, I have your families. <laughs> now give me your salvation or your souls. Yeah, give me else. your
3: soul and you can join them. See yeah, that's Give just,
0: me your wow.
2: soul. Leave it in a paper bag by the lake. <laughs> What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we give you
3: 150 megs of encrypted storage that can be sent to 12 possible email addresses in box one.
0: You know, the thing is Gmail can do this better and easier.
3: Yeah, true. And you can set it up to email. (laughs) I'll just set
0: up a delayed email in (laughs) Gmail. (laughs) Look, Gmail saves my soul better than you guys.
3: Gmail? Godmail? Is that where it's from? I I, I
0: don't think it's a coincidence. I don't think so either.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And they say that they are not evil.
0: Uh, You know what? We need to make a short film Mm -hmm. about somebody who gets one of these emails. (laughs) Because what do you do when when you get this email? You're like, okay. So there you go. (laughs)
3: <laughs> well, fair enough.
0: <laughs> uh, my boss isn't showing up to work today, so I'm okay. I mean, what do, I mean, you know,
3: what do you go through? Uh, yeah, what do you think of? Well, imagine the guy who, okay, like Jesus when he was born, he didn't understand that he was God. He didn't find out until later on. What if the exactly. Antichrist is the same way? What
0: the hell? And I actually Literally.
3: am working. I actually am working on the script for a short film about that too. Oh my god! I hear you upload. Any documents and choose which documents go to who. You can edit these documents at any time and change the addresses they will be sent to as needed. Apparently, if you stop caring about somebody. Box <laughs> you're like,
0: <laughs> I'm taking him off my save list. I'm taking him, <laughs> him off. There's there, no There's no more him.
3: friends list. That is not the insult. It is, you're off my save list. That's right. <laughs> Why won't you accept me as one of your saved? Box number one is for your personal private letters to your closest lost friends and relatives.
0: It's like... Five seconds after this whole thing goes down, Tila Tequila's got an email in your box going, I want to be on your saved list. I've got 11 million people on my saved list. (laughs) Tila Tequila, the true antichrist.
3: She shows her boobies on the internet. She's not getting to heaven.
0: It's not rapture if you're willing.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's rapture, not rapture. Oh we, sorry,
0: I'm sorry, I'm, we, sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. But I don't want to go. Jesus says
3: you're asking for it. <laughs> well he kidnaps. Apparently Jesus Shanghai's you.
0: That's exactly right.
3: Uh, we g- <laughs> we give you, you can't
0: rapture the willing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that needs to be a bumper sticker. <laughs> uh, we give you another 100 megs of unencrypted storage that can be sent to up to 50 email addresses in box number two. You can edit the documents and the addresses at any time. Box number two is more is for more generic documents to lost family and friends. So is it like, I mean, do you feel bad if you're not one of the 12? If you're you've got like the really save list, the save list, and the meh, maybe they will. That's crazy. Why is it? Why do they only... I mean, like, okay, here's
0: the thing, right? I understand they limit your storage, all right? Mm. Makes sense. Limit your storage. Why do they limit the number of people you can send it to? It's not mm. like it costs more money. Are they just trying to avoid spammers? Well, you know, I like, would... I since would you're be- still on Earth, would you like to increase the size of your penis?
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean what is I what would be is it, what is that for 12 I would honestly be more upset if I signed up for something like this and what what happens when some of those people that are on your list go up in the rapture It's like oh I wasted that I wasted that email you know <laughs> I could have sent it to
2: Bob but turns out Pete's already up here Damn it, Bob! I sent one to you. I sent one to you. Oh, that's so funny. Well, I guess John's damned, though. That's
0: not fun.
3: That's not fun. Uh, oh, good <laughs> I mean, grief! Oh, wait, and here's here's the kicker of it: the cost is forty dollars for the first year. Resubscription will re- be reduced as the number of subscribers increases.
0: No, okay. This is this is okay. Now you know I I'm open to all religions and God bless them, what have you. It's all good. I'm not going to say anybody's doing evil specifically, but this is one way in which evil might be happening. And here's why, okay? It is cheaper to start your own you've left behind website. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. GoDaddy will host it for $25 a year (laughs) and you buy, like, one little (laughs) plug-in somewhere in the world that will, like, delay email.
3: Oh, my God. This is just... That's
0: just... That's literally, that. That this this site is from the devil. This is, that's what it is. Uh, Can you imagine? I want to know who buys this. I want to, like, meet somebody who has looked at this and been like, that's a Dale. <laughs> I,
3: that is something I must do. <laughs>
0: you know, and the thing is, is you know the people who do this are actually, like, really good people.
2: Oh, because yeah. Because they're
0: going to pay $40 a year to save other people. That's really cool. But it's like, you know, price check. Go to frugal.com. <laughs> And look up, you know, Redemption emails and see if anybody else is doing it cheaper. You know Gmail is going to do it for free eventually. Eventually, Gmail will just have (laughs) redemption.google.com. And you'll be able to do it just like that. I just, this is, I feel bad. I'm wondering if they'd
3: be willing to sponsor our show so we can give them like a, a, we can give people a promo code to get like a deal on it. (laughs) (laughs) Although something that's <laughs> you kind of shy,
0: you've been left behindcom Put in the, put in the code Requiem of the
3: Outcast. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know what our what our code would have to be. What? Two girls, one savior. That's it. So, put in the promo code two girls, one savior. We should just say so like, that we we're sponsored that from thing? now on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we've been sponsored i would like to get sponsorship by you've been left behind.com
3: <laughs> although i would like that although i do i do have to say that uh, they were kind of about how they did their lo- kind of logo the text at the top you've been left behind they actually okay. used the same font that the cover of the left behind series uses
0: well yeah obviously i mean that <laughs> so not only are they charging you forty dollars a year but they're actually ripping off another person's work so all they can hope for is, like what's his name, Tim LaHaye is not in heaven. <laughs> because he's going to be like, you sons of bitches.
3: He's going to look at Jerry B. Jenkins like, fuck, maybe we should have wrote a different book series. <laughs> Although, wait, no, here, you know, I thought the cost was the kicker. Here is mm-hmm. the kicker. Now, Earl, what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to basically sum up what is the point of this website? What is the point of you'vebeenleftbehind.com?
0: I would say the point of you been left behindcom is so you can let your friends know that they've been left behind and and hopefully they'll'll they'll, they'll you know accept God and all that
3: now go scroll to the bottom of the page and click on their privacy policy
0: okay uh, we won't give any information to anyone period <laughs> that's it that's, that's all it's, that literally says
3: that so are they are they in fact not going to be sending that information to anybody <laughs> 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 This makes me wonder. They should have just
0: put, God knows what you've done.
3: <laughs> well, no. I mean, does this mean if they're not going to give any information to anybody and you're using it as storage, are they, in fact, going to send those emails out?
0: I don't even know if there's even a hard drive or if there is a hard drive. <laughs> is it plugged in?
3: Is this like uh, when, you know, you get the email address or the mailing address to Santa Claus and it's really like some <laughs> P.O. box?
0: <laughs> just no, because reads- then you get an email back. <laughs> you don't get an email back
3: here. Oh my They're, God! This is brilliant. thank you
0: for registering with You've been left behind. I, w- you know, if I ran this site, I would totally send out the emails prematurely just to screw with people. <laughs> I'd have like grandma call me on the phone.
2: I thought you were. G- oh, you're here.
0: But that would be. That- <laughs> That would be the ultimate chain letter, Rich. You realize that? <laughs> to just write up a fake you've been left behind email yeah. as if it's already happened and just send it to people and say like, you know, Rich Siegfried wanted <laughs> you to know that Jesus is your savior as he has now gone on to a better place.
3: Well, actually, wouldn't this be illegal? Because aren't you basically signing other people up for like a, a an email list? You know, we and well, then that's <laughs>
0: it. That way to go, Rich. Let's turn the church
3: into to the government. Well, no, because my question is, you know, this is supposed to mm-hmm. be sent to people that are, you know, uh, after the rapture. Hopefully, they'll get saved. Whatever. And so, does does it send a link for them to verify that they would like to, to, to be signed up for the <laughs> list? If you
0: want to be signed up on this <laughs> and list, and then please like, verify your oh, email. Address. well, they
3: already know. <laughs> because at that point in time, aren't they kind of rejecting the message and therefore not? And if you were really religious, wouldn't you be kind of insulted if you got one of those? <laughs> like, I'm, hey, hey. I'm
0: not going to be. You're going to be left. I'm not going to be left behind. You're going to be left behind. In a way, I'm going to be left behind.
3: And then it starts this flame war in emails. <laughs> you're
0: right. Jesus says you're damned. Jesus says you're damned. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm seeing a slight flaw in their ideas here, in their their, their grand scheme.
0: <laughs> no, it, that, that actually describes the entire Protestant-slash-Catholic war for the last 500 <laughs> years. It's, that's the exact same thing. That's what you should do, is send all this to Catholics. oh, And just really screw with them. I think that would be great.
3: Oh my gosh.
0: Oh, so, so now that said, speaking of being damned, our segues are so good. Aren't they? Our segues are so good, This this episode. <laughs> speaking of being damned, officially... I'm coming out of the closet. Oh. I am gonna play my first game of Dungeons and Dragons this Saturday.
3: Oh, sir, I'm gonna have to add you to my saved list.
0: <laughs> <laughs> add me to the saved list before. Wait, I'm I'm rolling a saving throw. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Deities and demigods. Um,
3: <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, okay, so you're you're, yeah. you're coming out. You're actually gonna play D and D. How did you? I'm gonna play D and D. I have been with you making fun of gamers, in which we, of course, issued a full apology. Yes, of course we have. um, But how did you get into this?
0: Okay, here's the thing how it works, right? To know the full story, and I can't tell you the full story, but I'll give you the summarized version. Um, Approximately 20 years ago, my brother was born, okay? And when he was born... He was born, it was almost like King Arthur getting passed down, you know, the heritage. He was just born ten times cooler than I'll ever be. There's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> he is just flat out cooler than I'm ever going to be. There's just nothing I can do about that. But, so here's the thing, right? I had always sort of been interested in d d Like, that seems kind of cool, because I'm into stories and stuff like that. I'm into writing and creating, and that's fun. Not really D&D, you know, centric, but it seemed interesting. Some people tried to introduce me to it. I wasn't really vibing. And then my brother, who is Mr. GQ, you know, does all the cool things, wants a motorcycle, knows how to fix cars, all this crazy stuff, <clears throat> he got hooked on d d Wow. And when he did that, it suddenly opened up the floodgates of geekery, and I'm like, I can play D&D. If, my, if he's going to play it, I can certainly play it. <laughs> <laughs> he's made it cool. Um, so no, seriously. So he uh, he he started playing, and he kind of just brought it home, and was like, "Oh, this is so amazing!" Blah blah. blah. And actually, the fun, the most fun moment for me in all this before we even started thinking about it is uh, if you don't know, um, of course, Gary Gyg- Gygax just died, and that's that's very sad. But but uh, Dungeons and Dragons four uh, came out recently, the new one mm-hmm. they've, they've upgraded the, the game, fourth I edition. I don't really. Yeah, the fourth edition, exactly. I, I don't really know the rules of the other one, but clearly they've they've made it easier for simpletons such as myself. <laughs> so he bought the new book, and he read it in, like, three days. And speaking of Bibles and stuff, he literally, like, he had, like, little tiny bits of notepaper all torn out and, like, stuffed in different pages with notes and stuff on, like he's, like, doing catechism. I mean, he <laughs> is he is seriously getting all these notes put down. And at one point, he's got his head just deep in this book. It's a big, heavy book. And he just looks up at me, and he goes when i first start out as a as a warlord dragonborn i don't know if i want cleave or hellish rebuke and then we both just stopped and looked at each other and he went that is the geekiest thing i've ever said i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> and like he wouldn't talk anymore and i just went okay it is clearly okay for me to be playing this game now so he's teaching me all the stuff and uh, we're going to go see uh, incredible hulk Cool. And then I'm going to go play my first game of uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and I think it's going to be fun. I played a little bit in the past, not really officially played. Like I'm going to sit down and play a game, mm-hmm. but i sort of you know uh, just dickered around with it a little bit, and uh, it seems kind of fun. It seems like it would be fun if you can if you can enjoy it for what it is, which is getting together with friends and, and having fun. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be like that dude from um, Reno 911 going, you know, I'm a demon lord of conquest. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing like that. <laughs> I am, you know, I, I have to keep my head. <laughs> yeah, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm
3: telling you D&D is a gateway drug.
0: D&D is a gateway Pretty drug. Pretty soon
3: you're going to be getting into that wickology. <laughs> you're going to be thinking you're some kind of warlock for Satan. <laughs> I'm telling you.
0: Oh, God. I don't know. but It's it's going to be fun. But no, I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> You're going to be making wicker baskets to hold <laughs> the evil in your heart.
3: Wicker be baskets. Okay, I got another.
0: Wazika be basket. Anyway.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, actually, speaking of magic, I think that that's a wonderful segue to... Uh, The movies that we've seen lately, Uh, one of them being the magic that seems to have lost and gone out of the the series of Indiana Jones.
0: Speaking of magic, which which is not real.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Which also, most of the shots in Indiana Jones weren't real, thanks to the wonderful CGI that is George Lucas.
0: Speaking of things we probably should have left behind in the 80s, um, (laughs) yes, I went and saw I'm sure, yeah, no, mm -mm, saw Indiana Jones 4 and oh george why what do you i mean like literally i mean we we complain that the catholic church is raping our children but when george lucas rapes our childhood it's okay why is that okay i don't why are we brushing that under the rug when you know we 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 indict the priests but clearly the high priest of of sci-fi is just he's he's sticking it in man
3: He's just sticking it in. Well, now, I do have to say this about Indiana Jones. I thought it was a fun movie. I definitely had a good time watching it. Um, I think that be not just because of all the, the CG is what took it away, but it just seemed like the natural narrative that was in the uh, earlier Indiana Jones movies was gone because you'd have, like, multiple plots. You know, you'd have these different plots, and you'd... Uh, You'd follow them, whether it was at one point in time it was this particular artifact and then they swapped it to something else. But it was all tied in because of the same people or whatever. But it just it just seemed like the, there was so much mm-hmm. was missing from this movie. Mm-hmm. And it also seemed like it was, from what I understand, it was cobbled together from like, what, seven or eight different scripts?
0: Yeah, I see, I had I, actually heard about this. Hmm. Um, there was something interesting. Um, George Lucas, from, and this is rumor. Okay, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. totally spreading rumor here. What I had heard is that there was another script, I believe, by Frank Darabont, and just gossip and rumor here. But Frank Darabont had written the script. What I understand happened is Lucas, excuse me, Spielberg and Harrison Ford were totally sold with it. I mean, it's Frank Darabont, so the odds mm-hmm. that the script sucked is pretty unlikely. I mean, it was, it was. I'm sure it was pretty sharp. But George, but George Lucas said. No, we're not going to do that one. I want to do this one. And basically, since there's sort of a tripod of power there, you need all three elements to make Mm. the movie happen. Uh, Because obviously, Lucas and Spielberg both have controlling aspects of it, Um, as far as I know. that's He basically was able to say, look, if we don't include the bits I want, we're not going to do it which to me kind of explained why the movie sort of felt like it would, <laughs> it would be breathing indiana jones for a little bit and then it would start coughing out episode one you know, and i hate to be so grotesque but that's exactly what it felt like to me and i mean like i would have even given them uh or how spoil. Well, let's just be spoilery it's a little spoilery here guys i would have given them the fact that indiana jones survived no i wouldn't no i can't give i know you can't say that indiana jones could survive an atomic blast it doesn't work
3: what are you talking about? Because Clearly, they scrubbed his testicles for that brief second before he moved the brush up. He survived, and that well, not only that, but 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 but, but the lead-lined
0: refrigerator, the lead li- like okay, lead lead will just protect you. Then it's just like oh wait yeah, it's like I wanted to just like grab George Lucas by the neck and be like, it's not Superman's X-ray vision, you dumbass. You can't just block an atomic blast with lead because here's the thing. Okay, fine, you block the radiation. Let's say it will still cook him alive. That will turn it into an oven. It just anyway that and and then the and then the gophers survived.
3: The gophers, the survived.
0: gophers, <laughs> the gophers survived the atomic blast. Where, did they have like little tiny miniature fridges? Well, now like little mini lead line fridges that they were. I, it was just in you
3: know. Indiana Jones. If he is wearing his hat, he is granted super magical powers. And he was oh, wearing okay. his hat inside the refrigerator.
0: I didn't realize that was a rule. So he's basically like a like an action adventure version of Frosty the Snowman. Mm-hmm. Is what you're
3: saying? Exactly. <laughs> well, now, uh, honestly, though, you know, it's it's old school pulp. So obviously, there's going to be a lot of things. I mean, you know, you're perfectly fine with the aliens. You're perfectly fine with those ridiculous yeah. CG gophers. But you know, him being able to survive a nuclear blast in a refrigerator is just a little too much.
0: That's a little much. You know, I would almost <laughs> say, okay, I'll I'll let them I'll let them get away with maybe they could set off a nuclear blast nearby. And he but th- and he gets away. If you can see the blast, you're dead. That's the thing that But I mean, it wasn't just that. There was a bunch of stuff, but I'll be honest with you. Uh halfway through the movie I fell asleep. Wow. <laughs> like in the middle of like action adventure, <laughs> what have you. Now I went and saw it with some friends of mine and they totally ripped me apart. They said that I was I wasn't I wasn't loving the series or I was I don't know what the quote was, You're too cool. <laughs> you're acting like you're too cool to to dig Indiana Jones and I'm like
3: uh, and after that, you were on their save list.
0: Uh, that's right. I, w- I was. I was on their Indiana Jones save list. <laughs> I totally was. Here, okay, I'll give you another one. Kate Blanchett's accent. That was pretty embarrassing. I think Did that you, was I mean, all CG. There was a CG? Oh, that's what it was, a CG accent. <laughs> <laughs> everything was CG except for her eyes. It was Ahmed Best. Everything.
3: Actually doing the voice. Oh, my God. It was Ahmed Best <laughs> as Kate Planchett. Hey, Misa, Russian. Um, the oh, my God. That, is so,
0: <laughs> that explains it. I'm okay with it now. Okay. Uh, I'm well, okay with no, it no,
3: you know, there were a lot of things that were pulpy about it. I mean, there were some things, like, I even bought the, uh, you know, I could buy the sword fight where the boof was constantly getting tagged in the nuts by the tree branches the monkeys the monkeys was a bit much that's the only part where i really rolled my eyes but honestly you know it's old school pulp we were fine with the religious artifacts uh in the previous episodes we're fine with indy clearly being able to ride on the outside of a submarine um over a long period of time from raiders i'm
0: I'm with on all that But, but but i guess here's the thing is like and you and you have a greater knowledge of the indie series than I do. I'm more familiar with like uh, the the later stuff, like Last Crusade, which mm. is one of my favorite indie films. There was never a point where he actually broke the laws of nature. You know what I mean? Like you can say the religious artifacts from uh, uh, um, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, but it's supposed to be able to do that. Mm. That's the theory of that creation is that it's supposed to be able to do that if that's what it does so that sort of fits in the concept of that natural world beyond that they didn't break the rules of what we know they didn't break the rules of everyday natural world for example in indy in this new indie Indie indy4 the monkeys suddenly start helping for what i I was basically saying cue the ewoks yeah (laughs) At that moment, when the monkeys launch in and attack the Russians, clearly the monkey's trying to push a capitalist agenda.
3: <laughs> Little monkey racists.
0: You could tell because they all had Starbucks logos on the back of their head. <laughs> but, I Erotic mean, lady. Shia LaBeouf is suddenly able to, like, swing from trees. He's just like, hey, monkey gave me a good idea. Let's swing from trees. <laughs> it's like, what? Really? And let's catch up to the caravan, which, you know, by the way, I was corrected. He technically took the shortest distance and they had to go around the corner mm-hmm. and the, to that. I, bullshit. It's just bullshit. I, you you can't in like five minutes be like, I'm going to be Tarzan all of a sudden. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> well, you've never heard the term as the monkey swings. You've never heard as that the before.
0: swings. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah,
3: it's an old children's tale from the sea. You've never heard that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. Okay. Okay. Now, here's a, I, but, but to not be negative, here's a positive. Okay. Okay. Totally will give them that they totally screwed with the crystal skulls magnetism through the whole movie. It was magnetic. Oh, yeah. well, then
3: it wasn't magnetic. Well, it, it wasn't magnetic. I think it, it was. It was psychic. It was psychic. Yes, you you remember that five seconds where uh, Kate Blanchett was also psychic? You know that whole <laughs> yeah. plot line that they completely dropped.
0: It gave her a headache. Well, she didn't feel like doing it anymore.
3: They, they basically dropped it like a victim to Molaram <laughs> into a giant pit of fire, <laughs> hopefully never to be seen again because it wasn't.
0: Exactly. Uh-huh. So, so you're saying like it was not magnetic then? You're saying it was not? Because it seemed to It attract was metal. not
3: magnetic because coins and Indy even admitted that um, when they got, when they picked up the skull, was that, wait a second, co- you know, coins aren't magnetic or, or the boof admitted that and then Indy was just like, yeah, neither are whatever. Whatever it was Either that he said wasn't pants. magnetic. Let me check. But they said that they're not magnetic, and it was like, oh, okay. So they caught on to that. So they're going to explain why things are attracted to it, it but they didn't.
0: Y- yeah. Hmm. So it's sort of basically like the, maybe it wasn't the crystal skull was not of an alien, but or if it was an alien, perhaps the crystal skull actually just belonged to Johnny Depp. And you can't really well, explain you think his, his natural magnetism; it just has on a natural attraction. It? to random things. He attracts money hmm. and women. And I think that that's been proven out to this day. So <laughs> that's what it is. Johnny Depp has a crystal skull.
3: I'll do you one better. Okay. I think all of the skulls, all of the aliens mm-hmm. are actually the full cast from 21 jump street.
0: You've got it, sir. The You've one at got the it.
3: end was Richard Grieco.
0: That's why I didn't recognize any of the other skulls.
3: Exactly. It makes complete sense. I mean, come on, we've got the Del- Peter, Deloise. We've got... Uh, I can't believe you can uh, name the cast. 21
0: Jump Street.
3: <laughs> um We've got... We, we've got uh, the... Oh, I can't remember the the chick. Oh, and it's right there, too. And then uh, Deep Throat from X-Files. He was the captain. He was Captain Deep Throat, uh, which sounds like a wonderful captain hero deep Throat.
2: <laughs> All
0: aboard for love. We're going for deep submergence. <laughs>
3: And you know, actually, speaking of deep submergence, I think that's a perfect segue to our next movie that we've seen. Yes, which was, of course, uh, Iron Man. Have you seen Iron oh Man? Oh
0: my god! Now, okay, see, now that's the. You know what? It makes me weep for Indiana Jones when you take Iron Man and put it right next to it. That is sad because you know the Swingers guy made a better movie than Steven Spielberg.
3: Exactly. Isn't
0: that? A, I mean, and that's and I have total respect for John Favreau. That's not that's not uh, disrespectful. That's like. He has come a long way and done an amazing job. In fact, last thing on India, I have to say is, right about when Shia started swinging on the ropes or the vines with the monkeys and the monkeys start attacking and all that, hmm. I just remember thinking, "This is the guy who directed Schindler's List." <laughs> and that was the most depressing thought I think I have ever It's like you d-.
3: anyway. So no, no, I, no, you're absolutely right. I mean this is that the guy that directed E.T.. This yeah. is the guy that directed Jaws.
0: And then you, this is the guy that directed Indiana Jones. Oh my god! Um, it's like, uh, they could have let McG direct it, and it would have been the same thing. Exactly. So, anyway, but the, there were good bits to it. But that said, Iron Man, it, it is—it's tragic to put the two of those together. T- totally tragic because of just the sheer kickassery uh, that that John Favreau and Robert Downey Jr. Did. In fact, I'll throw this out to you: Iron Man has less of a of a completion at the end of the movie it doesn't really have a wrap-up iron man yeah i mean not really there's there's sort of like a final battle but it you don't really feel like we've built this huge uh conflict up it sort of feels like at the end there's a fight and then it's over but it wasn't unsatisfying it was very it was just awesome well
3: it felt like the it felt like we had closed the back cover of the book but that mm. there wasn't much uh there was plenty of you. You knew that there were more stories to tell, but none were really set up overtly. Yeah, see, I yeah, mean, there are a few in there if you're a fan, because like um, Rowdy, uh, you know, he does take out the uh, silver armor at one point in time in the comics. Um, right. And that's Warhammer, am I right? I think so. He's Warhammer. I, I
0: believe that. I, that's I right. don't
3: know. I never read the comic books, but
0: I only read a little bit of it, so I'm not as familiar. But hmm. but I do believe that's what they're referring to. I read it on Film.
3: Okay. But I think that um, I, you know, it, it was it was a good wrap up because you got to remember that that was an origin story. That was the start of it. That was a kick ass
0: origin story too. I mean, talk about building a world that was beautiful.
3: I would honestly say, mm. as per superhero movies go, Iron Man ranks right up there alongside Batman Begins. That is what everyone's saying. That it was just that freaking
0: good. And I really look at them as two sides of the same coin. Because Batman Begins really gave you this gritty, edgy sort of realism. And Iron Man really sort of brought you this sort of modern pop culture, tongue-in-cheek kind of... I mean, the attitude that we have in society today really was infused into that movie. So it just it felt like coming home. It was just such a great, great ride to have. Yeah. So I don't know. I I'm... I'm I have heard, if you go to SlashFilm.com, it's a it's a website that's devoted to all things movies and whatnot, mm. uh, there's some talk right now about uh, Marvel already announcing when they're going to do Iron Man 2.
3: Yes. Matter of fact, they've and also ja- announced that uh, they're going to be doing a Thor movie, a Captain America movie, and an eventual Avengers movie.
0: That's right. In fact, uh, Captain America and Avengers are slated for the same year to release. Wow. Which is a little, int- I mean, unless I'm wrong, I believe it's 2011, is uh, Captain America and the Avengers, and Iron Man and Thor is supposed to come out in 2010. Mm-hmm. And there's some controversy going on, because, from what I hear, uh, John Favreau has not been contacted. No. And, yeah, so, he's sort of going, uh, you haven't even talked to me about this, what are we doing? <laughs> so... But I mean, there's there's two sides to that. One side saying, "Yeah, absolutely, he hasn't been contacted, and he's getting frustrated." And what's the what's the deal? But the other side is saying, uh, "Marvel's not stupid. They're gonna." <laughs> I mean they? He directed an awesome hit movie for them. They're gonna bring it back so that they can get more of the same. So
3: well, they may not have wanted to officially. And now, sure, they feel that the movie is on its way to doing good enough that they will. Um You know, that they will want to make a sequel, but they may not be sure that it's made enough that they want him helming it. Really? Do you think so? I think that's possible. I I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I I, don't have Avi Arad on my speed dial, so I can't call him. (laughs) Well, let me ring him up. Hold on
0: a second. Um, (laughs) Avi. I got to quit calling him AVI. (laughs) Um, Whenever you see that, don't you think AVI? I always
3: do. It's like, Arad, what kind of compression software is that for an avi i don't know
0: (laughs) what (laughs) is this like an h.264 competitor (laughs) that was a video compression joke ladies and gentlemen do not expect to get that joke um props that was web (laughs) 2.1 right there we're taking it to the next level um that was -er. sir. that was nice (laughs) that was totally divx um (laughs) But no I, I I don't know i mean i'm I'll be interested to see where it goes. I think that with Iron Man, I don't think anyone can argue that this movie has like Batman begins before it, it really transcended the superhero genre and made people go, you know these can be legitimately awesome movies. You just gotta make them you gotta you have to go back to the source of what made the movie the comic great. And bring that into movies rather than trying to drag the comic book itself into the movies and make sure, you know, you get this right or that right. Or that, well, we hope it appeals to the masses. I mean, what they're doing is they're either sticking to things and they don't work or else more often they're just changing things dramatically. Like nipples on the bat suit, for Mm. example.
3: Mm. Yeah, good point.
0: And that wasn't like a delightful. No, that was definitely not. That was like
3: acknowledging like, hmm. Yeah, you're right.
0: Yes, he he wants nipples. Well, maybe best. a little. Okay, <laughs> you know, I would almost accept it on the Iron Man suit, though, because they could be weapons.
3: Ooh, machine gun I'd jumblies! Go for that. I like it.
0: He he'll, he'll just sort of be like, "Is it getting chilly in here?" <laughs> <laughs> he
3: he moves the laser blasts from his uh, his the palms of his hands to his nipples.
0: That would be awesome, and that's what will happen if they don't get John Favreau and they hire Joel Schumacher. Exactly,
3: and we can't that's have that.
0: Gonna... <laughs> 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 We've got to start a petition. Or we could allow Dr. Uwe Ball to uh, – <laughs> which I found out how to pronounce his name did, now. It's Uwe Ball. Did you
3: just say doctor?
0: He is a doctor.
3: Doctor of what?
0: Psychology. He is a doctor. That would be the counterpart to the ostomology <laughs> podcast. Exactly. Um, no, he is a doctor of finance, I believe. No, excuse me. A doctor of, uh, of literature. Yeah. Wow. He reads. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Actually, here's the thing. I heard an interview with him on Creative Screenwriting Magazine. Mm-hmm. He's actually a really cool guy, but he really just does not know what's going on when it comes to his own stuff. He's sort of like the Tom Cruise of indie filmmakers. <laughs> no one can actually get through the the haze to let him know that what he's doing is wrong. <laughs> he's just surrounded by these cult like courtiers that say that everything he does is awesome. But he's like,
3: yeah, but he's also like George Lucas. If anybody says anything against it, he just fires them.
0: That's right. Well, no, a t- little bit different. He challenges them to a fight to the death. <laughs> As he's like, if you actually George did. Lucas and Aaron with Burr fans. mixed. He
3: What's was that? actually going to like get into an MMA fight with fans in some like uh, l- little, uh, you know, some website uh, guy was just like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. He thought, oh, it'll be funny publicity. And then fucking Uwe Bull goes the out there and whips hell, his ass. He
0: did it. He's done it for to four different people so far. Good grief from what i've heard and the thing that people don't know is that he used to be a boxer (laughs) so this whole i want to fight you is not like like he's just angry and stamping his feet he's like let's play on my term (laughs) because clearly me not so good at the communication side (laughs) you know i mean he's like let's stop with this internet chat i will kick you in the ass (laughs) oh my god is that wait there's someone at the door. Dr. Uwe Ball! <laughs> I heard you speaking my name.
3: You pronounce my name correctly. You shall live.
0: I will use your head as set decoration on Blood Rain 3. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, look, even showing homegirls tits didn't save that damn movie.
0: That was, that was the worst part about that movie. Because, look, you know what? I In, in, in cinema erotica, mm-hmm. I am as a woman in that way. Which is, you got to seduce me, man. You can't just flash them. You know what I mean? You can't just be like,
3: There has to be a reason
0: for does I mean, just even the, and I'll accept the most fledgling, stupid reason, <laughs> but to just be sitting there, and then suddenly the cage bars whip open, and now they're having sex against the bars. It's like, are you serious? Literally, it, it, it but you know what? I'm going to stop all that, because I came to a realization. I've just remembered it. I had the realization last night, and this is why I like Dr. Juve Ball. Why is that? We have a living Ed Wood amongst us. Oh
3: my god. He is Ed Wood! Do you think he wears cashmere sweaters too?
0: I wouldn't I wouldn't ask. He's German. He's probably doing something a lot weirder. But <laughs> the fact is He is making those movies that that are horrible. So rather than going in, the only problem is we got to get him to quit doing it about video games we love. (laughs) Plan
3: nine from Postal. I think you're right. (laughs) Exactly. Although you know you do realize that Ed Wood is turning in his grave right now.
0: (laughs) Ed Wood was actually hypothesizing or you know planning developing an adaptation of Pong, but sadly (laughs) it came out like 40 years after his death, so he didn't get to make it.
3: And who played uh, Ed Wood in the movie Ed Wood? Uh,
0: it would be Johnny Depp. Sir. Full circle. And his crystal skull. It just went full circle. <laughs> That's how we do it. Here. That's
3: how we do it on Roto. <laughs> yeah. Now there there are a couple things that we want to talk about. We've been recording for just shy of an hour. Yes, And uh, I did want to talk a little bit about Christiana's Shallow Thoughts, which will be syndicated mm. starting with this very episode in the rest of uh, from here until I guess she stops doing them or we run out of episodes or I get tired of putting them in there. Um, Christiana's Shallow <laughs> Thoughts are wonderful, wonderful little tidbits of joy from Christiana's amazing brain um you can find all of the episodes which she releases daily at shallowthoughts.libson.com it'll be in the show notes and also following the uh syndicated episode that we put in in this episode but uh but yeah it is really astounding now earl you just listen to those what are your thoughts
0: i did i just i finally got to catch up on them now that we are post balticon post singularity i can i can catch up the stuff i actually really liked it i thought it would and the ones that i was listening to the one that stuck out the most was so fitting was a. uh, uh the Mac versus PC one. <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. It's just, it's truly, it's it's got this great kind of, hello and welcome. You know, it, it, you almost mm-hmm. feel like she's playing per, pure moods mm-hmm. in the background. It's like, hey, hi, hi. <laughs> A
3: little Enigma playing in the background.
0: Exactly right. Return to innocence. I think, anyways, I mean, sincerely, she has got this awesome vibe going on. And uh, it was it was funny as hell. I'm, I'm subscribing even now because they're tidbits they're awesome it's a daily podcast my lord
3: mm. so we've got uh we're going to play a couple promos and in between those you're going to hear christiana's shallow thoughts and after that we'll be right back with feedback in a brand new segment
4: an age when airships ruled the sky and incredible gadgets of unimaginable power were complex creations of gears clockworks and latches? If so, join the crew of the HMS Astrolab for Steampunk Spectacular a fortnightly foray into the world of gears and steam Steampunk Spectacular is a gentleman's club for adventuresses, sky pirates, gentleman explorers alchemists and steampunkers of every stripe. You can find us at www.steampunkspectacular.com with book reviews, event announcements, interviews, and original fiction, Steampunk Spectacular is your camera obscura for the sphere. And now, Christiana's shallow thoughts. I was thinking about those Mac vs. PC commercials. You know, the wildly successful ones that have almost single-handedly made commercials worth paying attention to again? Yeah, those ones. Well, anyway, I really like them as entertainment. But I'm actually not sure that, for me, they are really very successful as commercials. They are meant to convey, of course, that PCs are all... Businessy and old fashioned, where Macs are cool. They're hip, they're with it. But, represented by actors Justin Long and John Hodgman, frankly, I find myself drawn more to PCs than ever. PC is like me, nerdy and neurotic, and prone to manic depressive flip flops between baseless self confidence and deep panicky insecurity. Not that I have anything against Mac. He seems nice enough, but, frankly, he's all cool and good looking. He acts like he's too good for me, but just too polite to say it out loud. I use my computer a lot, and with a Mac, I just don't think I could ever be comfortable feeling like it might dump me at any moment. Shallow 206 984 Com. Two zero six nine eight four nine two six four. New thoughts daily.
2: Hello, this is J.C. Hutchins speaking. Fuck
1: you, Hutchins.
2: Well, hey, Sigler. Gosh, how's it going? Gee, I hope you're well.
1: I'm not fucking well. I'm fucking annoyed.
2: Well, golly, why's that? The nominations for the
1: Parsec Awards are coming up again.
2: Gosh, the Parsec Awards? You mean those Nito Keen Awards given to the year's best speculative fiction podcasts? Yeah, that's right—the fucking
1: Parsec Awards. Anyone can nominate their favorite podcast at www.parsecawards.com. The winners are announced at DragonCon in Atlanta, August twenty-ninth through September first.
2: Well, holy cow! When's the deadline to nominate stuff?
1: The nominations close at midnight on June 15th. The stories themselves had to have run between May 1st, 2007 and April 30th, 2008. Whatever kind of podcast fiction story, whatever people like, they can just go to ParsecAwards.com and f- and vote for it.
2: Wowie. Boy, I bet the Parsec Awards will really have some keen categories this year. They've got
1: fucking dozens of fucking categories, like best fucking short story, best fucking novella, and best fucking long form fiction, which is that thing that you and I do.
2: What? They they have an award for what we do?
1: Fucking ain't right they do. Best long form fiction, which means best novel.
2: But but you've never won a Parsec.
1: No. F***ing shit, you fucking jet-age genius. Neither of you.
2: Well, f- the Parsec Awards. Oh. F- right in their cornhole, motherfucking cheating sh- ears. That's what I'm saying. Stupid Aardvark, sucking, fing licking, Jeez. Camel Holy shit fucking ass oh, oh, oh. I swear the next time I fucking hear about one of those goddamn things I'll put that little statuette where the fucking sun don't shine Take a Prozac Shit sucking ass oh, Motherfucking Sucking Toilet paper roll Kiss your mom with that mouth. Shit fucking wow. Jeez dude, take it easy It's just an award
3: All right, guys, we wanted to cover some feedback because we're hoping that uh, once you know that we actually will read feedback on the air, we're assuming that you'll be willing to send feedback. (laughs) So one of the feedback that we got was actually from our second episode of the Roto version 4. It's been coming down the (laughs) line.
0: This is like Windows 95. We're working uh, to, with you at this point.
3: <laughs> to a certain degree, yes. Uh, this <laughs> We're this still comes...
0: working to manufacture a product that serves all of your needs.
3: <laughs> this comes from the man with one of the sexiest voices in podcasting, Dr. John Smart.
0: I was going to say, you can't write feedback to yourself.
3: No, I can't. <laughs> Thank you for the compliment, but no, it's not for me.
0: I want to do his voice and I can't do it. It's just...
3: Uh. Oh, wait, hold on. Maybe I should do this like Casey Kasem. <clears throat> We've got a long-distance dedication from Dr. John Smar. He writes, "It's been quite the shit week, and was an uber shit day for Smar." Then I listened to Roto Two Guys One Podcast, laughed until my abdomen cramped, and things were made a little better. Thank you, sirs.
0: It was almost like Smar was in the room, that, and you're not even in the room. So that's crazy. <laughs> Double points to you, Siegfried. Well, normally
3: I can do a better smar. That that one's, my voice is a little rough. Going from Casey Kasem to smar is a little tough, but... uh,
0: That is a transition.
3: That is a hell of a transition. (laughs) But honestly, guys, if you send us feedback to rotooutcast at gmail.com, and that is two O's. That's two O's in the middle, just like boobs. Exactly. (laughs) Hey, I wonder if I did that on purpose maybe. <laughs> or you can leave feedback on our website at requiemoftheoutcast.com Click on the Roto link that is available there. And you can leave a comment on this episode or any of our previous episodes. Um, speaking of previous episodes, last episode that went out, um, I've been clearing out my archives of audio files because Earl has been extremely busy, obviously preparing for Singularity and the big TV launch yes. and everything. And so I released my episode with Billy West from 2006. It was- <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) It was a hell of an episode. It was from Dragon Con. It was a lot of fun and the episode was great. And following this episode will be my interview with Richard Hatch. Yes, that's right. Star of Streets of San Francisco.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Naked Richard Hatch. Wait, different Richard Hatch.
3: No, no, not the naked guy. No, this is Richard Hatch from Battlestar Galactica. now. And that's
0: more than you needed
3: to (laughs) know. Well, no, you know, you may be expecting him to talk about, you know, how great it is to be on Battlestar Galactica and stuff. Well, the problem is, is that I did try to get an interview with him uh, in 2007 to have him talk about... Uh, Battlestar Galactica being on the new show and everything like that, but he big-timed me. He wouldn't give me the interview. So I went back to an interview I did with him in 2003. And asked him inappropriate
0: questions and matched audio to it.
3: Exactly. No, no, actually, these are actual questions uh, asking him about Battlestar Galactica, about the the miniseries that was about to come out, and he is not pleased with it. And so you get to find out a little bit of history. Uh, the history as to how much he's been involved with the uh, revival of Battlestar is much debated. <laughs> of course, by him, he thinks he had everything to do with it. But he talks also a little bit about the Great War of Magellan, which is, uh, was his project that he was trying to get started, which was very Battlestar-like. Um, a little less Egyptian, still a lot with the Mormon. But uh, it was still a, uh, it was a, it was a fun interview to do, and um, I also toss in a few comments here and there with our disembodied female voice. We should give her name Darla or something.
0: By the way, for those of you who listen to the interview, um, just to avoid any confusion, when he refers to the hatch, he's actually talking about himself in a sort of roundabout way. He's not talking about vagina.
3: <laughs> and that just. See. No. Um.
0: (laughs) And that's more than he wanted you to know. Exactly. Uh, Because when he says the Hatch loves BSG, don't take that into some kind of weird like bondage, sado, Groverism.
3: Groverism? Sure. (laughs) I really don't picture there being a lot of BDSM on Sesame Street.
0: They're totally... Are you kidding? That. Why do you think a, a, a grouchy, groucho guy... was in, Oscar the Grouch was <laughs> in the trash can groucho all Marx. the time? <laughs> you Not just the said the safe
3: Marx.
0: way. <laughs> why was uh, why was Oscar the Grouch in the trash can? He was the gimp of Sesame Street.
2: <laughs> I'm just
3: picturing Grover running up and like... Ball gag? Running back. <laughs> <laughs> <They're> running. <laughs> ball gag. Somebody go get the gimp. <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha And that's more than you need to know. <laughs> See, we're constantly
0: revolutionizing culture here on Record Them Cats. I bet you didn't know that Oscar the Grouch was the Gimp of Sesame Street. You know now. And I'm not going to tell you about Big Bird, but I'll bet you can guess. <laughs> Mr. Snuffleupagus, Snuffleupagus, actually being a rare Italian sex move. <laughs> I'm not going to say exactly what it does, but it involves the hatch.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's the perfect segue to a goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Earl, it's been a long time since we recorded. I'm glad that we got to do this. I'm hoping that we can certainly do it more often. We are getting back on a regular monthly rotation. Hopefully we'll have more content to drop throughout the month, uh, little bits and pieces here and there. So, mm-hmm. Earl, it's always been fun. Where can people find you online, sir? StrangerThings.tv, and hopefully,
0: StrangerThings.tv will not find me here because they will be shocked.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, good grief. And Earl of course. Newton
0: was what? With a huh? Snuffle up a what? <laughs> Snuffle up her what?
3: See, I'm telling you, that could be a Stranger Things episode.
0: That could be a Stranger Things episode, and at the end all you see is like this shadowy silhouette of Mr. Snuffleopagus.
3: <laughs> he's big gonna bird be huddled in the corner.
0: <laughs> he's exactly he's gonna be the deep throat of our show. That's a triple entendre right there, sir.
3: No, I think they'll call him Deep Snout. Deep Snout. <laughs> you gotta follow the big bird. Follow that bird. Come on, bird. What <laughs> the guy? Oh my god, on. that is
0: <laughs> That's really he, He's sort of like a 16 year old kid in a car With Big Bird as his date I'm going into the army tomorrow <laughs> I don't know why I do Mr. up like an old Jewish guy
3: I don't was just picturing was. like Helen Hi I'm Helen I've smoked for 37 years <laughs> And it's never impacted me
0: <laughs> I've grown seven and a half feet tall, and I weigh eight hundred and fifty pounds. <laughs> Thank I, you, Nicorette. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: and of God. course, you can find me at outcastmultimedia.com dot uh, com. We still don't have a good closure.
0: Uh, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Requiem of the Outcast's Earl Newton, and I've got something very important to tell you today. You know, podcasting is fun. Podcasting has grown over the last few years, and a lot of people are doing it, and that's a good thing. But what they shouldn't be doing is podcasting naked. Besides chafing your ass, it's also unsightly for the neighbors, especially when you podcast outside, naked, like I do. And that's more than you needed to know.
4: Roto. Less structure. Less
1: restrictions. More comedy. More absurdity. More often. Requiemofftheoutcast.com
4: Oscar the Grouch as the gimp of Sesame Street. He just comes out of the can he's got the big leather mask on. I think that would be great. Yeah, the little zipper. It would be great.